0: Kevin McCullough says she's the most needed editorial voice in print today. Listeners have voted her fan favorite, The Amazing Mind of Carol Markowitz, exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. And very soon, we will be adding the uh, term best-selling author. Right now, she's the pre-sell. She's the best pre-selling author. But very, very soon, best-selling author will be added to that uh, resume. Carol Markowitz, welcome back. Good to have you.
1: Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Um, what has it been like uh, doing your pre-sell book tour thus far?
1: <laughs> well, we're not touring yet, but it's been great. Uh, really great. You've response. been
0: everywhere, though. Um, the tour, there's no specific <laughs> tour. They, they they don't put you on a plane and send you to 12 cities anymore. You, you just do lots <laughs> not of Zooms yet, and not calls. Yet, right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's been a really great response. It's the first book that looks at how the wokeness and the woke people um, target children and destroy their childhood in America. You know, there's been so many books about wokeness on college campuses and and in corporations, but it really begins far earlier than that. And our book explores that for the first time. And it's been great. It's been a really great response from people.
0: Now, it was interesting because you were writing it and kind of telling me a little bit about it as you were going along. And I was thinking that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of like pandemic related stuff to it. And I was afraid that you guys were going to miss your window. And yet yeah. you've seemed to time it perfectly with all of the revelation <laughs> of what actually came out as fact.
1: Yeah. So we have, it's only one chapter on the pandemic, but we thought that that was a really important chapter since. So much damage was done during that time period and so much that was implemented during that time resonates still today. Also, right. it was the time that parents realized what the kids were being force fed in their classrooms, be uh, of via- Seeing it over their shoulders on remote learning, so we, we felt it was a really important part to include. Even though the book is forward-looking, and that that chapter is the only one that sort of looks backward and and says we can never do this again.
0: Yeah, well, it's called Stolen Youth, and it is available for pre-order. You can get it now on Amazon. Go uh, <clears throat> keep uh, Carol and Bethany, both of whom are regular contributors here. Um, on the bestsellers list, and then be looking because it uh, is going to be released. It looks like what March seventh. Um, so we're 7th, less than yeah. a month away till it hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. That's right. Um, looking forward to to having my own copy in hand soon. Um, Carol, let's talk about uh, speaking of stolen youth and speaking of wokeism and speaking of children. Um, last week, uh, and we're in the middle of African American Heritage Month. Uh, The Disney Channel decided to uh, air a cartoon that was all about reparations and the need for them in in the culture. This is parroting a lot of the 1619 stuff and the CRT Mm -hmm. that people want to get into schools. Uh, Your take in your recent visit to uh, a Disney property and your observation of all this.
1: So about a year ago, uh, Disney was exposed uh, for inserting what they themselves said was queer ideology into children's programming. And uh, that was exposed by Chris Rufo from some internal videos. At the same time, they Disney took a stand on the parental rights and education law in Florida, really inserted themselves into that conversation. So it, it seemed like they were heading towards being a very political organization. Since then, their stock has plummeted about 25%. Um, They have spent the year sort of restructuring. They're heading into yet another restructure. They got a new CEO. So I had some hope that they were heading into the right direction. Um, I was invited to speak at the Federalist Society, a conservative lawyers group who was having their event at Disney. And uh, the last minute decision, we decided to take our kids with us. and what we found walking around these parks is a company that is holding on by their nails um to the vision of their founder they will never be woke enough there's so many things at the disney parks that the woke will continue targeting i mean just for example um it's a small world ride it's it's a ride of the stereotypes of all the cultures of the world that Disney now has to apologize for in their various movies.
0: Are you hopeful that any of these channels, and they've they've also laid off 7,000 employees in the last week. So at some point someone's got to start saying, well, why are we having to do all this considering we were the most successful entertainment company in the history of
1: entertainment? Yeah. Well, I, I, don't know for sure that they will make that connection. I have people inside Disney who have told me that Iger is just as woke as his predecessor and, you know, not to expect anything from him. Um and, and the thing is that there are a lot of conservative Disney employees who reach out to me and tell me what's going on in the company because they're so perturbed by it. They love Disney. They went to work at Disney because they love the company and because they right. loved Walt Disney's vision. And now they're working at this like woke propaganda factory and they don't like it. So I I don't know. It's going to be a struggle to see who wins. The thing that I want to explain to Americans and to give a little hope is that wokeness is deeply, deeply unpopular. I mean, even the left has to pretend that they're not interested in that, which, of course, they are. Um, So the thing is that this is all implemented through force by a minority population. It's, It's only a few people who think this crazy way. So when we look at, for example, Disney as a company, it's these small number of very loud, forceful voices. So the, the rest of the employees really have to think about how to fight back against that, and they should.
0: Well, I want people to uh, know, not only should you read Carol's column that addresses this, but over on SalemNow.com, uh, Walt's Disenchanted Kingdom is the documentary that, um, Salem Now has produced, and it is a, you can watch, they're, they're making it available for you to watch for free, and it documents some of what Carol is identifying here, and it has some other insights that would be helpful as well, but go to salemnow.com, uh, to check that out. Alright, real quickly, Carol, I know that Stolen Youth is about a, a wide-ranging number of issues, and there's is nothing that I feel like that is more dangerous and kind of uh, threatening to our kids than what's going on with schools on the transgender issue and mm-hmm. what is happening uh, in these clinics and the referrals that they're making and how they're trying to either bully parents on one end or keep it from yeah. parents ever knowing on the other.
1: That's absolutely true. Um, it, it is very dangerous, and what what is happening and what we're – seeing is something that we just can't ignore and that's the other thing I I hear a lot from people on the left who are just as nervous about it who don't think that double mastectomies for teenage girls is a great idea and you know that they might change their mind and not decide to be a boy and then what Um, but they're not speaking up because they're so afraid and I have to tell you that until these people start fighting on their own side and say, this is crazy, this cannot go on, um, this is going to be a really tough battle to win. So the piece that I have today in the New York Post, um, it's it. The, there was an article in the Free Press, that's Barry Weiss's uh, organization or right. her, her website – And it was from somebody who worked at one of these clinics, somebody who is gay, somebody who's married to somebody trans. I mean, literally somebody on the left who said who is writing that this is happening, that this is being hidden from parents, that that very little care is given to these children. And it's a must read because it's so eye opening. But once these eyes are open, people need to act. They need to do something. They need to write to their uh, state officials and say that this cannot go on. Britain just closed its gender clinic for kids, and it's because they realized how much damage they were doing, and we need to follow their, their lead.
0: Friends, I really want you to pay attention to what Carol just said. Uh, the woman is uh, the, the the whistleblower. She's a lesbian. She's married to a trans whatever and uh, was on the inside of this clinic in St. Louis, more than six hundred children victimized uh, on her watch that she that she knows about. And uh, Carol's piece is very, very important, not only to read and to pass on to your friends, but then to take action from. Contact your lawmakers. Contact your local legislators. Contact your your city uh, officials. These clinics need to be opposed at every turn, and certainly no t- uh, tax dollars should be spent. Not a dime should be going to them in any way, That's shape, right. fashion, or form. Carol Markowitz, congrats on the book. Looking forward to uh, having you on my TV show soon. But uh, congrats uh, all the way around. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you,
0: Kevin. Thanks. Be well. There she goes. Carol Markowitz, Kevin McCullough. It is uh, a big, big addition. We've got much more yet to come. Stay here.